Welcome to the President's Career Podcast. The PCP is a resource for the Center of Professional Pathways here at WNJ. So if you have any additional questions, feel free to schedule a meeting on Handshake or stop by the office sometimes. Today I'll be talking to two alum, Catherine Wendolf and Ryan Mill. I'll be asking them about tips and best practices when interviewing. Ms. Wendorf, why don't we start off with you? Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? My name is Tabitha Wendorf, and I am a 2010 graduate of WNJ. Um, I've also been in the human resources field for about 12 years now, and I am currently the director of human resources for a larger nonprofit in the Pittsburgh area. And I have done most of my time in nonprofit HR, um, but I'm also the incoming chair of the education department for the Pittsburgh Human Resources Association. And I teach the SHRM certification class. So I teach people how to become certified HR people as well. That was great. Thank you, Ms. Wendell. Now, Ryan Mill, how about introducing yourself? Hi, so yeah, I am Ryan Mel. I graduated in 2020 with an accounting degree. Um, I was a part of the accounting society. I played baseball for three and a half years. Um, I was part of the group that got kind of cut short of a senior year. Um, so that was definitely something, a, a new experience, I guess, for everyone here. Um, yeah, so I work at Sisterson uh, Company, downtown accounting firm, a medium-sized accounting firm, about 100 employees. Uh, I am an audit associate. And I have recently, I had a lot of experience at WJ with interviews. I had a ton of interviews, a lot of mock interviews and help through Christy and Jamie Klingensmith. Um, and now I recently was able to join on as helping listen in on interviewees, I guess, for Sisterson um, when they came to WJ. So that was a cool experience to see both sides of things now, not having the pressure of having to be the one to accept the job, but to see who would qualify for you know, our company and fit in well. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Nice. It's great to have both of you on this week's episode. To get us started off, can we talk about what an interview is and what they look like? Yeah, so an interview is, you know, it's, it's more of a uh, more uh, in-depth conversation, I'd like to say, about just getting uh, to know each other and trying to secure a good connection between the two of you to see if you'd be a, well, a good fit for the firm or the, the job that you're applying for. Um, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on interviews when it really shouldn't be pressured. Um, it's really just trying to see if you're a good fit um, for the environment, the working environment. If you're, you know, if your resume holds true to who you are, see if you can, um, you know, if you fit, fit in well, if you're, uh, so what I'm trying to looking for, like a, uh, like a good, like foundation, like a good piece to work with um, in your working environment. Um, I would say what they look like is, you know, you're, you're going to, want to dress up appropriately for whatever position you know you're you're applying for looking forward to um it's more of a, just a one-on-one -on -one conversation maybe one-on-two conversation just it's it's nothing too you know the word interview i think it's a lot of a lot of pressure and built up it's like oh it's a very big interview coming up here like you know i gotta secure the job you know but it's really just trying to get to know the other people and the firm you're applying for just and trying to make that impression you're trying to just stick out um, compared to your other applicants. So I think it's more of a, a deep conversation in a way than rather than just trying to prove yourself because you've already proven yourself with your resume. You know, if you get the interview, you've already proven that you're a well-qualified individual. Now it's time to show you who you really are. Ms. Wendolf, do you have anything to add there? Or can you start us off by talking about what students can do to prepare for interviews? For sure. So, you know, if you're the 
very traditional interview format. Someone's going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer them, right? So some ways that you can go in there really prepared. One, I always tell people to sit down and think of their three or four proudest accomplishments. What are you proudest of doing? Write that down and have that on the notepad with you when you go in, because it'll remind you to kind of put those into the answers, right? You may not in the moment, think of them. But if you have that prompt, you're going to remember. And the thing that you're proudest of, you're going to shine through when you're speaking. So you're going to come off as really confident. That's one way. Another is to make sure that you know the background of the company, right? So do your research before you go in. So if this is a super math heavy company and they, you know, they're all about that, you know, you want to know that going in. So you don't totally lean on just your verbal skills. Like, oh, I can talk my way out of anything. Okay, know the culture, know the company, see what you can find out so that you can make your answers fit with the company. Also, it helps you find out if you want to be at that company, right? So if you, it is a company that's super, you know, quiet and you're a loud kind of person, maybe it's not the right place for you. And we could talk about how to kind of ascertain some of that from the, you know, interviewee side in a minute. But um, some other ways to make sure that you're really prepared is ask somebody to ask you some questions ahead of time, right? I, I'm not a big fan of the common interview questions, but they're out there and most people at least start with them. So, you know, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Practice with someone and get kind of gauge their reaction. Does it make sense? Did you have good flow? Were you rambling? Did you not say enough? You know, those sort of things can all be practiced. And even if you can't do it with someone, just doing it in front of a mirror uh, can make you feel a little bit more at ease and a little bit more confident with your answers. Nice, you touched on a few things there. As far as going into an interview prepared, um, being able to speak confidently with the preparation you did beforehand, having those stories down, and then even going in and figuring out if that's the place you want to work, right? We may get interviews sometimes, but the culture of the company may not always fit what we're comfortable with. So uh, yeah, those were great points. Ryan, do you have anything else to add as far as going into interviews prepared or maybe even dealing with the anxiety that comes before them? So I think there's a couple of different ways you can prepare for interviews. Um, one, just in general, is just every day in your life when you go out in public and you're seeing people, just try to speak up and talk to each other. You know, Just say, hi, how are you doing? Just start those kind of conversations with others. So when you get in a situation like an interview or a deeper, harder conversation about your job, it just flows easier for you. Um, it's pretty easy just to say, hi, how are you doing? And just trying to and build off of that and get a conversation going with someone that you really don't know and you can find a connection between them. Um, and that will just take you a long way in preparing for you know, an actual job interview. Um, I did that through WJ. I try to just you know, be nice and friendly with others. You don't know everyone. Just try to talk a little bit to them just to get to know that person and see if you have a connection. And then that, then that connection takes it to the next level. Um, so that's like what a little tip I would have for anyone coming into an interview who's, you know, as a freshman and sophomore is a little bit nervous on that type of thing, or isn't very social or is like afraid, you know, you have that social anxiety. Cause I had that coming into school as well. Everyone does is just try to take, go outside your comfort level and just talk to people. Um, so that's like one little tip I would have. Um, another one, how to prepare for an interview um, is you would, when you're getting interviewed, they want to see that you're interested in the position. This was a big issue for me, I feel, when I was interviewing, just because of my personality and who I was at first. My, my facial expressions, I guess you could say, I was more like one, one face, one, one emotion, emotionless type of look, I guess you could say. I mean, it wasn't 
it wasn't that I wasn't interested. It's just the, the way I gave it off, apparently. So I worked with Christy Johnson and Jamie Klingsmith, and they brought me in for a mock interview because I had about five, six, seven interviews built off my resume, but I didn't get any positions. So they were a little bit confused by that. Um, and they brought me in and did a mock interview. And they just, it was just a one-on-one conversation. They asked me questions just how you would in any you know, interview you would have for your, your, your field you're going into. And it was just, they video recorded you, so you reviewed your interview after. And for me, it was like, you're not, you don't seem interested. You know, your posture is a little bad. Your facial expressions aren't really super happy. You know, you're not seem like you're like super interested in the position you're getting for. And that's something that they look for. You know, you're applying for a job. You've got to be doing your job and you have to enjoy your job. If you're just going through the emotions every day, you're not really, you know, you're not getting your full experience. And that's something that they pick up on. Um, they want to make sure that, you know, you're doing your job. You're also enjoying it. And that's something, you know, before the pandemic, at least when you're working in a working environment for most jobs, you know, you've got to be able to work with others and, you know, have that interaction every day to bring joy and, you know, bring them positive working and uh, work habits. And uh, so I think for me, at least a mock interview really helped. And if I, I would give, uh, if you're nervous about them, if you're don't have much experience, I think that would be another tip in preparing yourself to better yourself for the job is to do a mock interview to see some of your weaknesses and stuff you can uh, improve on. Um, Cause that really helped me because I didn't get an internship that I wanted my junior year. And then I ended up having four or five job offers my senior year. And that's, I think that was what made the difference for me. Um, a lot, another like little tip, I guess I could give um, for preparing for an interview is come prepared to ask questions. Um, I know that was a big thing recently. I mean, when I went through the process, I always had two, three, four questions prepared based on either the person I was interviewing with or their company. Um, you just never know. You want to, you don't want that interview to end early you know, it kind of be an awkward end. You kind of want it to take up the full time because they want you to see that you are prepared and you're interested. So coming with questions, and if they don't have many, any other questions and you do, that's going to show off, you know, to them that, hey, he's like interested in us and he's prepared. If you can keep that conversation going and maximize that full time, that stands out. Um, for example, we've had a couple, I had a couple interviews last week with students from W&J who we've had interviews that go from, they're given a max of 30 minute time slots and, you know, some ended within 15, 20 minutes, and it was just kind of awkward. And then others, you know, they came with questions prepared that lasted the full time, and that was very impressive for me. I always took note of that, and I know our other interviewer did as well. So if you come prepared with questions, I think that's also very important. Um, just do a little bit of research on the company that you're applying for, applying for the job for, in case they ask you a question about the company. They might, I've had a couple where they say, hey, what do you know about such and such, or what do you know about our values and that type of thing? And it kind of throws you off because you're not really like, I didn't research you. Like I didn't do that much deep uh, research, but sometimes they ask you those type of questions and you want to be prepared for them. So those are just some tips that I would give that really helped me um, kind of master, not I don't say master interviews, but, you know, really took it to the next level. Nice. You brought up some good points there as far as learning and just talk to people so that when you go into a more formal conversation, like an interview, you won't be so nervous. Um, and practicing by yourself, having those questions ready, then mock interviews. I'd really like to focus on the mock interviews, though. Ms. Wendolf, do you have any experience with those or anything to add on that point? I love mock interviews. Everybody should mock interview, and everybody should mock interview with people they know and people they don't know, because it really helps you up that comfort level. 
I also suggest that you do a mock phone interview because it's a different feel than a in-person interview. And so it really helps you get past that first round, right? Because you might be the best in-person interviewer ever, but you have to get past this phone screen for a lot of places. And if you don't present your best self on the phone, you might not even get to that in-person one. So I always suggest doing a mock phone interview as well. Um, all the practice you can get, it's just like anything else, right? It's, it's like a sport. You're, you're not hitting a home run the first time at bat. So how can you make that so that the first big interview that you wanna get that job is not the first time you're actually interviewing? Um, I know Career Services offers mock interviews. Um, I know that they offer mock interviews with alumni. I am available. I will mock interview anyone um, at my previous organization. Part of what we did was workforce development. And I'm pretty sure I had successfully mock interviewed like 500 people in a couple of years. So um, yeah, they're great. And it really helps people kind of know what they're, what they're good at, what they're not good at. The great thing about a mock interview that really will help you is you have to be open to feedback. In a real interview, very, very rarely will a company actually give you feedback and say, oh, the reason we didn't hire you is this. They just don't. There's a whole lot of legal liability and all those other things. That doesn't exist in a mock interview. So it's probably one of the only times where you're going to get true feedback. So it's a great opportunity to say, hey, did you know that you really kind of don't have a coherent answer for this? Or, hey, you know, it's great that you did these things, but maybe you talked too much about that aspect of when you were a camp counselor. Um, and it can help you be a much more polished interviewer while you're speaking for that, you know, that job that is your dream job. Like I said, you don't want it to be the first time you've ever interviewed. So make sure you practice as much as possible beforehand uh, so that you feel comfortable and it does just feel like a conversation. Okay, great. I know the Office of Career Services sets those up. So if anybody's interested in a mock interview, just contact us and uh, we can get you set up with that. Ms. Wendolf, I know you've done a lot of interviews in the past. Are there ever any things that always stick out to you really make your applicant pop in a way? Really knowing the organization, not just like the front page, but going kind of doing a deep dive on the organization. Um, most organizations have a strategic plan or kind of a mission statement. You can hunt it out and look for it. Um, if you can tell me how you can solve one of my strategic plan problems, you, you got bonus points, right? First of all, you know it exists. Second of all, you're selling me on a skill set. The other thing is when you don't just tell me that you've done something, but you can provide me examples, right? So often that's, it's referred to as like the star method. So you can give me a situation, uh, a tactic that you used, the actions that you took to get to it, and then the results. So situation, tactics, action, results, star. Um, people who can answer in those sort of formats tend to really stand out because they're not only able to answer the question, they're able to tell you how they would do it. Um, so a lot of times theory and, and action are different, and that really puts both of those together for people. So that makes them stand out. Um, I would say, you know, don't be late. That's definitely, you know, I've had people who show up really late, so that stands out in a bad way. Um, that being said, don't be early. I've also had people who show up 45 minutes early. Like that is too early. You got it like a 10 minute early window. Perfect. Um, that's a really good one. I love punctuality. Um, something ready. People don't think about this. 
be really nice to the receptionist. She tells me everything you do when you're sitting in the lobby. She will tell me if she liked you or not. It is a thing. Be nice to everybody you meet because you have no idea who they are and you don't know that company culture. Um, I promise you, I've worked in an organization where the CEO would have been wearing jeans and may have dropped something in the, in, in the you know, elevator and you would have never known it was him. And if you would have not been nice, he would have let us know. So, you know, interact with people too. Um, that also kind of makes stands people out to me. Uh, folks who come in, who just sit there and, and don't acknowledge anybody or anything, that can be a little bit different. So I would say interact with the folks, you know, don't be overly interactive, but hey, how was your day? Thanks for, you know, in, inviting me for this interview. I'm excited to meet Tabitha, I'm excited to meet Bill. Um, like I said, be, be nice to the receptionist because she tells me everything. <laughs> well, I never would have thought about that, but that's great advice. Um, Mr. Mel, do you have anything that you think students can do that can really help them stand out in? you know, maximize their time in that interview. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good question because that is kind of the goal, you know, everyone's given the same amount of time and same opportunities. So how are you going to differ yourself from the other applicants? Because um, everyone's seen your resume already and, I was, you know, you're trying to see who you really are. And I think one way you can do that is obviously with your questions, come prepared with good questions. But if you can make a, a connection with that person that's interviewing you throughout that interview, I think that can go a long way. If you can just find something that you have in common and kind of go off, not on a tangent on it too much, but if you can make like a comment about it, like, hey, I did that too, or hey, I'm interested in that too, you know, then you can build off that and go into a little bit deeper conversation about that. And that takes up time and that stands out. Um, so for example, when I was interviewing with Sisterson, the one partner talked about the Steelers with me. And obviously I'm from Pittsburgh. I love football. I love baseball. I love basketball. I love all the sports. And Steelers are obviously my favorite team. So I was able to, you know, talk about them a little bit, what was going on in the season, you know, what he thought of the team. You know, it's obviously not directly related to my field, but I made that personal connection to where I was able to maybe feel more, you know, you're not, you don't want to be robotic. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to show that your personal can work in a field with others for most, for most fields that you're going into your plan. You want to be able to work with others and be, you know, have a good you know, uh, like uh, personality, you want your personality to be showing. Um, so I think one way you can do that is building connection. And I think this is going to build into your next question is how you follow. Um, so that connection that you make, you, after you follow up, you don't want to be pestering the person with uh, emails after you've done it. You just want to send, if they reach out to you, if they don't, then you reach out to them after and just thank them for the time and the interview that you've had. And then throw in that connection you made, be like, hey, you know, look forward to the Steelers doing this this year. I'm glad we could talk about that. Or I hope, like, good luck this year. Hopefully we can see the Steelers take off and do that well this, this year. Just something just like on that type of connection that you're like, hey, you know, that's personable here. Remember that about me. You know, that's, that's cool. You know, that's, that's someone you can you'd fit in well here instead of being, you know, systematic and robotic saying, hey, thank you for the time that you spent today. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye. And that's it. You know, just, just, just some of those personal connections, I think you can really make yourself stand out. Okay. So you're saying that connection can even help in the follow-up phase. Um, that's great. But before that, how can we end the interview off on a good note? Um, what should we do before closing, uh, you know, before leaving, shaking hands and saying goodbye, just to make sure we've hit all our bases? 
at the end of your interview, ask for their timeline. Hey, you know, this is a great interview. What's your timeline for next steps? And what do next steps look like? And that way you'll have an idea of, oh, there's going to be another round of interviews or, oh, they're going to make a decision by next week. And so if you haven't heard by that timeline, you're totally in the right to say, hey, Tabitha, you said I was going to hear by the end of next week and, and it's the end of next week. I just want to check in. I know hiring can be stressful. And I thought maybe I'd see where you're at in the process. That way, you know, it, it's not burning any bridges. You're not being, you know, too overzealous. You have an idea of their timeline. So you're not panicking for no good reason, right? If they say they're not going to tell anybody for two weeks, you can chill for two weeks. Like there's not much you can do. Um, and it gives you a little bit of peace of mind while also giving you a timeline to work off of. So you can set yourself a reminder to say, hey, follow up. Um, and, you know, it's never going to hurt to follow up. Uh, and it's also never going to hurt to see, you know, who you know in the agency, who you know in the organization. Those are always good too, right? So sometimes that's the deciding factor of these two people are equally amazing. And if there's somebody in the organization that comes in and says, hey, Joe is phenomenal and I went, you know, I worked with him here, that could be that deciding factor. So see who else you know who may be able to, you know, make that a little bit of a follow up for you on that behalf. Nice. Now that we're on the topic of follow-up, what should that look like logistically? I know like after an interview, uh, you're kind of in that awkward limbo phase where you don't know how quick to send a follow-up email, uh, say thank you, what should the email say? Can you talk a little bit about what that should look like? I think most interviews that come out of school through colleges, through you know, W&J, whatnot, you're going to have a first and a second interview. Um, so after the first interview, it's more obviously of a trying to get to know the person, if they're a good fit and then like, yeah, you like them. So you get a second interview. Um, and that's the second interview. I guess this would go off with all the questions. The second interview is when you want to come with more of the, uh, you know, obviously they like you. So just come prepared for any questions they could ask about your field and that, you know, what you're talking about, what you're getting into and just continue to shine that way. Um, but how to follow an interview, um, first interview I would say after you've had it I wouldn't like right away email no I would wait until if you have one in the morning um I would say if you had an interview towards the morning time I would wait till the afternoon hours and just say hey such and such you know all, one important thing is always get their business card or contact information for sure always ask for that that's very important that shows that you're interested in talking with them again in the future um but then once you get that email them in the afternoon saying Hey, such and such, it was nice meeting with you today. Thank you for taking the time to consider me, you know, something along those lines. And then me personally, I would add in that connection that I made with that person and just, you know, joke, not joke around, just, you know, have that, you know, more personable connection and email to that person and just say, thank you. Look forward to hearing from you in the future, working with you in the future and send it. Usually, hopefully you get a response back that just is like a simple hey such and such it was nice meeting you today you know look forward to maybe working with you in the future you know then that means it went well if they respond to you and take the time out of their day to respond to you with that that shows well um don't panic if you don't because you know a lot of these from i've uh, recognized a lot of these people are busy especially at higher up they're always busy doing their thing so they don't usually take the time to just answer a simple thank you email back you know they see it and they take that into consideration so don't panic if you don't get that, one of those you know um but after that following up, usually most, at least I know from most smaller firms, they'll get back to you within a week or so. 
if it goes on a week or two weeks where you have, I would say after two weeks, if you haven't heard back from like the first interview, I would reach back out to that person that interviewed you and just say, you know, hi, you know, you know, like trying to not be pushy, but like, you don't, you don't want to come off over aggressive. You just kind of want to say, haven't heard from you and, you know, such and such, just looking to see if the opportunity is still there to work to you in the future. Um, please let me know if there's anything coming up that I should look out for that type of dates, that type of thing. Um, thank you again, your name, whatever, after two weeks. And, you know, after that point, they might say, Hey, like, sorry, we've just been busy looking at our applicants. Like, yes, you're going to have a second interview come in or like, Hey, they might say, Hey, sorry, we've reviewed our applicants and we weren't going to extend an offer to you. And that's at that time, you know, obviously that's hard, but like you just respond back saying, you know, thank you for your time. You don't want to burn a bridge. You know, you, you want to have still have a good connection with that person for possible employment in the future. Okay. So to follow up, we should send an email either that same day or the next morning, just thanking our interviewers and anybody else we might have had a contact with through that process. And then you're saying to add that connection that we made in the interview in it. Interesting. Also, I know Ms. Windolf said earlier that it's always a good practice to ask for their timeline while you're in the interview. But you think that, you know, if they don't give you the timeline then, or if you don't get one explicitly, that two weeks is a good point where you can reach back out and check in and see how things are going. Well, that sounds great. Thank you. Um, that's all the questions I had today. Thank you, Ms. Windolf and Mr. Mel, for being the guests on today's podcast. And thank you, listeners. If you have any additional questions, feel free to reach out to the Center for Professional Pathways here at WNJ. See you next episode. Goodbye.